comes a point in every race, could be the fifth mile, could be the 25th, but eventually you're going to hit what runners like to call the wall. And when you do, you won't be able to breathe or think or even move. All you're going to want to do is give up. And I have a very strong feeling that that's exactly what you're going to do, Dennis. Hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. This is Wait, You Haven't Seen, and it's a show where we talk about movies, and specifically, we talk about a movie at least one of us has never seen before. I'm your host, Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis. This is episode 146, and my guest this week is Amy Frost of Ake Willow, and we are talking about Ew. Run, Fat Boy, Run. Hello, and how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, I'm psyched that I got to watch this movie again, because I had not watched it in a hot second. And I had not seen it ever, so uh, this was a fun one for me. Uh, I love Simon Pegg, so it was one that I was aware of, but I just never saw it. It was kind of a it was a smaller movie. It came out in 07. I didn't hear about it till probably uh, maybe been a year or two later that I actually knew yeah. that it existed. Um, I'm sure that this was like a Netflix. I forgot to update my queue movie. <laughs> like I'm sure that I like put it on there, and then the disc showed up, and I went. Well, all right, I guess. I I guess I'll I'll watch that. Actually, the Simon Pegg movie that that was for me was a fantastic fear of everything. Um, mm-hmm. I had forgotten that I put that in my queue and it like showed up or something. And, and then you're like, well, I guess. I might as well yeah. watch it. Um, but yeah, it's Simon Pegg. Um, the cast in this is actually pretty good. So Simon Pegg plays Dennis, um, who he is... Uh, it's a typical or a classic Simon Pegg character, right? Kind of a man child. Yeah. Um, I am a sucker. I am a sucker for the, for the like dad trying to do right by his kids movie. Mm -hmm. Like, um, uh, the full Monty is another classic. Um, love that. Um, so yeah, this kind of falls into that. Absolutely. Subgenre. This is, uh, like if this were set in the U S and, had a little lower brow of humor. And I can't even really say that, but if this was set in the U S and starring Adam Sandler, like you could yeah. see that happening right in yeah. the, in the mid to late nineties or early two thousands. Absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, Simon, it's even, which is better. <laughs> it exactly. It's not. Uh, so after watching it, I found out that it was directed by David Schwimmer, yep. uh, AKA Ross from friends, which <laughs> directorial debut uh feature length anyway and um i had no idea and it was also co-written by michael ian black and i love michael ian black i've liked him since back in the viva variety days if if anyone remembers that show on comedy central um and like so once i and then finding out that it was written by simon Pegg and michael ian black i was like okay now some of the humor kind of makes sense because right this is very standard romantic comedy yes it is it, it hits all those notes it's like a it's like a hallmark christmas movie where it's check checking the boxes it checks all the boxes of a romantic comedy but but i'm gonna say it does it all extremely well and probably one of my favorite things about it because you're right it is it does have a lot of the very typical romantic comedy things um but he he doesn't automatically get the girl at the end no yes yeah yes and that, that is, is um a plus that like 
great. That's in, good. In fact, I was almost expecting by the time the end of the movie rolled around that there would be uh that the moment would be a you know what maybe i have grown up but we're not like we're better off with us apart sure. like i almost yeah. expected that to happen and they didn't but they also didn't like just immediately fall no, it's more of a either. like it, it's more what i liked about it is it's a you know what i have grown up so how about we get to know each other now Yes. You know what I mean? Like now that I am, I've figured some stuff out. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that a lot because yeah. it is so easy for, especially romantic comedies to just have that where, and they lived happily Little ever bone. after. Mm -hmm. And this has the, well, they might live happily ever after. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good. And they lived happily ever after. Oh, sure. I don't, <laughs> don't need it to be like it would have had to be real tidy at the end there. Well, especially because so like like I say, it hits all those romantic comedy things like Dennis is not a bad person in any way. Nope. Like he's a good person. He's just he's stuck in sort of uh, not quite grown up, um, but definitely not a child anymore. He's just yeah. there. He's. Dennis is Sean from Sean of the Dead um, yep. in a lot of ways. He which... also has, though, like, he also has this, like, one big colossal choice he made. Oh, yes. That, like, he has to live with. And it's not great. Um, but you kind of have to just get through it. Yeah. Um, and and we have his his ex, Libby, played by Thandie Newton. Um I didn't know she was in this at all. Uh, she was yeah. she was fine. I I She's don't great. I don't dislike her, um, yeah. but I can't think of much. I mean, my my most prominent memory of her outside of just seeing this movie is probably either um, the Chronicles of Riddick or Mission yeah. Impossible Two, which yeah, neither of those are what I would call breakout performances. Um, no. no, but this is very different. But I liked her in this because again. While it's it's got a lot of tropiness to the way the characters are written, she pulls that off very well. Yeah. And they they yeah. uh, like I bought that the two of them could have been together at one point. Oh, absolutely. Like absolutely. it never gives me that that complete. There's a lot of things to suspend your disbelief with in this movie that I'll get into. Um, <laughs> but their their yes. relationship <laughs> not so much. Um, yeah. Hank Azaria is wit. Uh, first of all, Hank Azaria, thank you. Like just. He's, awesome. he's so good. He's such a dick. It's so good. And and again, it's that tropey way where he, he starts off, mm -hmm. he's not that bad and he seems like a nice guy. And as the movie keeps going and you keep revealing more and more of his character, he just becomes more and more of a dick. Um, yeah. But it's also well, Hank Azaria and, I mean, and like, he's so charming too. Yeah. So. And I mean, you you definitely think at first that he's just like a dick to Dennis, which I I'm not saying that Dennis maybe doesn't deserve it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like yeah, okay, Dennis. Um, but it, it's it's really towards the end, right? Like the part in the hospital where you're like, mm -hmm. oh, oh, hang on. Yeah. Yeah, and they sort of so they well. hint at that in the scene where he's got the where he brings in his like pirate ship, and the way <laughs> he is about that. So you're starting to see the cracks in his like per, uh, perfect facade uh, at that yeah. point. But it's Hank Azaria, and he's so charming that you like you want to you almost want to like him, but at the same time, as an audience, you know he's he's the the wrong guy. Like he's not the yeah. guy we want. 
So, right. I mean, because he's again, he's not a bad guy. No, he's just just a dingus. Uh, Dylan Moore was Gordon. Dylan Moore cracks me up every time I see him right. in anything. If anyone hasn't watched Black Black Books, oh, watch like, that. You watch have the show. to watch Black Books. It's like streaming everywhere for free. Like you have mm-hmm. to. It's it's like every other show from the UK. There is simultaneously not enough and just the exact right amount of it. But that show, and he's so good in this. So I, I'm so glad that you saw this movie because I say, come on up all the time because of this movie and no one understands what I'm referring to. Well, are you standing so now there's a... another human on the planet. Yeah. But are, 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 <laughs> Come are, on up. Are you saying that standing in a balcony in a shirt and no pants? Naked? Yeah. I mean, sometimes. That, so, so the first time they do that is funny, but when they call back yep. to it at the end of the movie is brilliant. So good. It's so good. Because you're not, okay. I, I was not, anticipating that joke at yeah. the end at all yeah. like i didn't see that coming maybe i should have but i didn't and it's so good that's because of his coach champagne open up here i'll tell you the whole story <laughs> all right come on plus like his reaction in the beginning where he comes in he's just like wow you look great and there's simon yeah. Pegg just flop sweat and that wig they had for him at the beginning for like the flashbacks was yeah uh, chef's kiss so good so good. It looks so ridiculous. Um, I like on the him. part where they're, when they're at uh, Libby's birthday party and and she's she's giving him like she's showing him where the bathroom is and he's like, <laughs> "Would it be weird if I took a bath?" And, <laughs> and then he just does again a joke that's funny on its own, and then when it gets paid off afterwards, where, what did I miss? It's so good. And that there's that that Simon Pegg and Michael Ian Black yeah. writing right there because yeah. Simon Pegg. If if you're a fan of his at all and his work with Edgar Wright, you know that he knows how to set up and pay off a joke in writing. Right. And Michael Ian Black as well. So that that's those are the kinds of things that are that that make me not like knock the movie down for being formulaic and being very much a, a standard romantic comedy. Um like I'm not going to knock it for those things because the jokes that they do put in work yeah. and they're they're well yeah. written uh even like the the goofy silly humor like the locker room scene is still super funny it's just because the performance in it is great and the, the way it's written is, oh, there's is well a, done i saw a piece of imdb trivia <laughs> about that scene i know what you're going to talk about and i want uh, it to be true i want it to be true that uh you know that hank azaria was supposed to have the, the little covering but but it wouldn't stay on. And so he just went without it. And so that reaction of Simon Pegg looking at him is because Hank Azaria is just naked. I He's absolutely want that to be a true story. Oh, that's. And the best, the best, like the line, right? It's like, do you get my, do you see my point? <laughs> <laughs> and again, like, like it's. Me wrong. Like, I am not the biggest fan of like poop and dick jokes but man they are real good in this movie so it's such sophomoric humor in that scene right but it's simon Pegg delivers it so well because it's these it's these subtle like as he's because he's simultaneously like in in extreme amounts of pain from the spin class yeah exhausted but then he's giving like these little like he's flicking his eyes down just a little bit while he's trying to hold the conversation <laughs> with him and it's like just it's awkward like, enough like it's so it's just it, so good. it elevates that sophomore humor right, exactly. to something better that yeah. that again 
if you picture this or think about this with somebody like an Adam Sandler or whatever, like right. you're, you're, you can see where that could happen and it wouldn't, yep. wouldn't land as well at all. No. And it would go too far. It'd have, him, it'd it. have him like looking down at his knees, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Like, oh, plus like the, the, the Dennis character would make offhanded or snide comments, some sort of joke right. about seeing him naked as opposed yeah. to this, which is Dennis just, it's all in his reactions. But the conversation <laughs> just keeps going between the two of them. And that's what makes it work. Like, it's just because ah, you, brilliant. Because you know, right? So so Dennis has gone on this trip to the spin class because he's trying to prove that, that, um, that this guy's not so great, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this guy's not so great. Like, sure, he's rich and handsome, and he's not so great. And then he goes to the spin class, and, like, Dennis wants to die after the spin class. And so you know that in the back of his head, he's like, well, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know. And then he's like, no, no, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> yep. nothing left. He's like, I'm all, I'm like, oh, it's just it's such a, it's such a good scene. And then also, um, I loved Harish Patel as, uh, Mr. Uh, Gush Dash Didar. Um, and I just saw him recently in, um, Marvel's Eternals. Yep. And he was lovely in that. And he's playing a very similar character in this. Yeah. And he's just, I, you just want to like pinch his cheeks. Like he's yeah. just this adorable little guy. He's just so sweet. He is. And I mean, it's the whole thing, the whole thing with like, who the hell are you? <laughs> Dennis from down the stairs. Like again, no, it's he a, died. His, his landlord killed him because he didn't pay the rent. You know are, what happened to the landlord after that? They gave him a medal. These are jokes that could, could be so poorly done, but they're delivered well. Yeah, they're just so good. I will say that um, the stuff with the daughter, Maya, is a little like, it gets a little yeah. bit into that category of taking it a step far, but also she just sort of disappears for most of the movie. Yeah, like, it's like not. You forget it, she's like there. She is not important at and, all. And it's. Really. Other than the fact that she makes the deal with him that she's going to kick him out of the apartment. Right. But what's weird about that scene for me is the only other time we had seen her before that was the first time he came home and he's having the conversation with uh, Harish Patel about yep. and where he's telling him, you know, he's dead and all that. She seems to be like on his side there yeah and then and the then, next time we see her she's essentially blackmailing him into finishing the marathon or she kicks him out yeah. so it was uh, that was a weird thing for me like it was her character just sort of was pointless like they could have cut that out and made zero difference to the yep. to the entirety of the movie but whatever yeah it, kind of like all the the poker players that then were friends he with gordon he can't roll up to the apartment with his oh, shopping yeah. cart full of everything he owns come on up <laughs> well Again, you can't stay here. No, I'm going to finish the marathon. Well, come on up. We haven't talked about the kid yet. Oh, um, the kid. Yeah. Matthew Fenton. Uh, Matthew Fenton. He did a good job. He's real cute. Little kid obsessed with the hobbits. And so the best, it's the it's the truest thing of anyone who has spent time with children, right? Is because Libby, you know, he's like, hey, your dad's coming. Are you ready to go? And he's like, yeah, I'm all set. And he's got his little, and he's like, got his hobbit ears. And his fuzzy slippers and his underpants on him, that's it. Yep. He is ready to go. Exactly. Are you oh. ready to go? Yeah, obviously. That's that's kids. <laughs> You're close, but I'm ready. Yep. Every kid. Every, every kid ever. Every kid. Yeah. 
Oh, I liked the kid. Jake and Bake was probably my favorite nickname for him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked all the little nicknames. It was good. And and there again, like, Dennis is a good dad. He's not yeah. a bad father. He's not an absent father. He's been part he's of his up. life. Like, he's he makes mistakes, but Jake loves him. He, he loves Jake. to get tickets for something, which was not well, great. Yeah, that wasn't a, a smart move. Don't but like, Gordon, don't. That was the one good t- thing with the daughter. So she's like, oh, I uh, I ran into your friend Gordon. And he's just like, I'll <laughs> replace anything he stole. <laughs> that was so good. Um, oh, but like, I loved, I loved how you never questioned Dennis and Jake's relationship. And even Libby no. knew that like there wasn't any sort of a tension between Libby and Dennis in terms of like him being a dad. No, not at all. Um, which very easily is uh, is kind of water that gets tread in, in romantic comedies a lot. They didn't go there, yep. which I really like. Um, and they have the one scene where the kid gets upset and runs away. And he's just like, he springs right into action. And I love when he goes to Gordon and Gordon's like, well, where would he go if he was upset? And he realizes exactly where it is and yeah. then runs all the way there. Yeah. But yeah, I love that. Like, because I again, I realize like, though, oh, go ahead. in this viewing uh, that I hadn't before when, when talking about Hank Azaria being a dick, um, because one of the things that Dennis asks him is like, oh, do you, do you work with her at the bakery? Uh-huh. And he's like, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, well, now hang on. Right. <laughs> right. Now reel it in a little bit. Well, you know, he's he works in the financial sector. How he ended oh. up in, in London, I'm not sure. Um but yeah. you know, hedge fund manager, so he's gonna look down on anything service industry, right? Huh. Like that's but that's your first clue. That again, there's that subtle yeah. clue as to who he small. really is. Yeah. Um also, man, but her yeah, bakery. no, and they do Huh? Her bakery. Yeah. I'd like to have a bakery that's that busy. I mean. Do you have any of those gingerbread rabbits? (laughs) I was trying to figure out. That was so true retail, though, when you're like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any of that. And then they just stare at you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so true. I wasn't sure at first if that was a moment where it was just like a customer that then gets deer in the headlights and doesn't know what to say, or if he was there, like, in a way, sort of hitting on her. I couldn't quite read that scene. It could have been either. It could have been either, but I think that he just wanted gingerbread wrap, because then he's like, or something maybe in the fish family. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And he's a vegetarian who just wants to eat animal cookies, which I I guess I get that. Also, I, I will always laugh anytime you have a, a little old lady who gets all indignant and calls oh, Simon yeah. Pegg a prick. Be, yeah. <laughs> well, in the American version, she calls him a prick. Yeah. That's not what she actually calls him. All right. It's fine. very good. Well, it's what fine. I saw was the apparently the American version then. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, uh, Harish Patel, again, like I said, was just adorable, but he also has like... He has a couple of very heartfelt moments with, with Dennis yeah. um, when he brings him the shoes. Um, oh, that part. You know. Uh, and then when he gets so mad that he's not going to do it. And he's yeah. like, I brought you the shoes. And the man said they were the best that they had. And I was just like, like he just wants him to like be a good guy. Like, he just wants him to be a good guy. Yeah, he's obviously still renting to him regardless yeah. of the fact that he's missed rent. And yeah. not, you he's know. hit him with a spatula. 
He does, but you know, I think that's partially <laughs> cathartic and partially it was just hilarious. How did you get to be assistant coach? Because I have this spatula. Whack. Also, oof, it's running for me in than... denim. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, well, because when he the tiny shorts, he got he got the, chub rub from the uh, tiny shorts. Those shorts which is not good. Those shorts, let me tell you. So, so go ahead. The drag queen that we see twice <laughs> in the movie. Yes. Because it opens when she's lifting, <clears throat> excuse me, lifting lingerie mm -hmm. from the store where Dennis is a security guard. Um, and then we see her again running the marathon, which is so good. Mm -hmm. She's just in there. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love that. Uh, I also liked the poker players. Um, Gordon's poker friends. players were good. And they're so very, like... British drama poker players. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're just every check off all the stereotypes. We got them. Mm -hmm. But right. I kind of liked how by the, by the very end, you got two of them that are sort of cheering for Dennis and two of them that are still like right up until he crosses the finish line, trying to stop, yeah. him. stop him. I but mean, they, for the money. Right. For yeah. apparently a, a but lot I mean, of at, money. At some point he's, you know, like you can't not be on board. Well, sure. Some, because it, at some point you're just you can't believe it because it is utterly untrue and that's okay. Right. That's so I I mentioned there's some suspension of disbelief. Now somebody who has yeah. run uh, and run yeah. long distances, um, yes. I can tell you that number one, you ain't getting ready for a marathon in three weeks. That ain't happening at all. No. That um, blister was pretty true though. That blister was <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> So I don't have a lot of things in movies that are tough for me to watch, mm -hmm. um, whether it be like horror movies or whatever. I can usually get away with, with most things in movies. Mm -hmm. Blisters and specifically <laughs> feet blisters are tough mm -hmm. for two reasons. Number yeah. one, I've had them. They suck. Yep. Number yeah. two, I have a thing with my feet. It's, it goes back to when I was a kid and I cut my foot open while I was swimming and... I've never, I've never been good with with that ever since then. But that scene was yeah. that scene was tough, tough to watch. <laughs> that thing was. I'd forgotten <laughs> about it, and I was like, "Oh, hit the forward ten seconds button." <laughs> no oh, God. doubt. Oh, God, I remember. But the best part is that then Gordon's like, "That is the second most disgusting <laughs> fluid I've ever had in my eye." Yes. Oh, God! <laughs> it's just, there's yeah, there's so many good. Uh, He's just every line like of his is just gold. Oh yeah, D I mean uh, Dylan Moran is just gold, and he he makes the most. He was great in Shaun of the Dead, and uh -huh. and obviously Black Books. Just watch Black Books because it's, like, it's so good. Him, Bill Bailey. Um, I can. I, I, Fran. I am Fran. It's just. I need to watch. I I, I am due to rewatch Black Books. That's uh, so good, but. Again, you're not getting ready for a marathon in three weeks, especially when you're yeah. as out of shape as as Dennis was. Um, although the uh, the fat it's suit just on it was really cute. It was it was pretty adorable. <laughs> the, the little the little fat suit. There was like a scene or two where you could see that it was like a a thing he was wearing, which I thought was hilarious. Like I could just kind of tell him like, oh yeah, he's definitely got like a reverse girdle strapped to him. Yes, exactly. It's like the it's like the little. Um, the pregnancy bellies that they have yes. at like maternity clothes stores. <laughs> yes, exactly that. <laughs> just like the three month. Yep. <laughs> you just put that one on. Um, but also like he goes out running in denim. That, ah, oh, man, that was, that bothered, like 
you chafe worse wearing those cutoff oh, denim worse. shorts than way you would worse. in the little the little uh, shorty shorts he was wearing. Huh? Funnier. It's funnier, oh, very though. much so. Um, but I also love, I mean, like... it does get across the point that he has zero idea what he is doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And neither um, does anyone around him. Yeah, apparently. Apparently nobody around him knew. Um, but, yeah. you know, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I had a really good time with this movie because I didn't have to overthink it, which I think is nice. Like, I, uh, it's what I appreciate. But even with not having to overthink it and kind of knowing, having an idea where everything was going and sort of knowing yep. what was coming, it didn't feel uh, tired. No, because you don't necessarily know how they're going to get. For, like, you know they're going from A to B. Mm -hmm. But, like, you don't know how they're going to get there or what Dylan Warren's going to say about it. Also and true. Plus, plus, like, I don't I don't mind a formulaic story. I don't mind a tropey story if yeah. if it's written well, but also if the performances and the actors are people yeah. that I like. And yeah. for one, it's so easy in ro especially romantic comedies. I feel like have this tendency to have characters that are terrible people. Yes, and we're supposed right. because, to root like, for that's that. The thing, right? Like when you have the like, like the new boyfriend is always like this horrible monster, and like you're like no one, no one would ever, like yeah, she would never, especially not after having just dealt with Dennis. You're right. not gonna be like, well, time for somebody horrible. Let's go. Exactly, but even even like that character, like Wit, could have been written as just a huge asshole for the entirety of the movie, and just like a terrible person. But he's not. He's actually he's overall good with jake he does snap at him um but right, i mean he's not if you're not used to kids right kids get real tiring real fast and that was a relatable moment uh as both having been a stepdad but also just around kids that aren't your own yeah so like yeah. i got that but it's also like a it's it's an understandable way to get across that he's not a perfect person but also where right. he doesn't have to be a monster. He doesn't have to be terrible. Right. He doesn't treat her poorly. He doesn't, you know, it's not, again, I keep bringing up Adam Sandler, but like he did so many, like Wedding Singer is a example of essentially what this movie is yeah. that Adam Sandler would have done. And what's Julia's fiance like in that? He's just horrible and treats her oh, poorly yeah, throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And that's to make Adam Sandler's character look good. You don't need that. But you don't need that. Yeah. Yeah, because Simon is great, and Dennis is a um, good person too. Like he's just yeah. he's just stuck in this rut where he doesn't he has no desire or has had no desire to get better. In part because of how he feels about what he did to her, his line like, he's like, "What do I do now? I don't know what I do now, so I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other." I guess, mm -hmm. which is not relatable at all. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that's like. He also, um, you know, the, the movie does have the the standard romantic comedy moment where the two leads get, you know, time by themselves at the, what, two-thirds of the way through the movie moment um, and has that, that romantic gesture. But the line is really good. The line that he, yeah. that he uses there where he says, you know, I just, I felt like ruining that day was better. Or better what was it? It was... I, I, I thought that ruining it. your day was better than ruining your life. Yeah, like 
he thought he was helping her as best that he could right. in that moment. Right. Um, and that's relatable too, you know? Yeah. So I get that, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's because the writing for this, like Dennis and Libby and wit and even Gordon are not yeah. bad people. Gordon's, He's not great. No, he's not great. He's not great. He's not irredeemable, though. (laughs) Correct. Um, I love the scene where they go to the marathon, uh, the chair, the board there, right, to do the whole thing about the charity, right? And, like, (laughs) they're made up charity, and they've got got Mr. G there in the wheelchair, and they go through this whole thing. And, like, the whole thing is is hysterical. And the guy's like, absolutely, you are, I just need, just, just give me the charity number. And, like, Somehow, this was the one thing they know every symptom, they know every plan, and this was like the one thing that they definitely and like when they when they're like, no, absolutely, that's it, and like Mr. G goes to get, <laughs> goes up. To get up, and then <laughs> and then right after that scene to have a wonderful cameo from Stephen Merchant, who again he's in the sh- he's in the movie for like thirty seconds, and I'm gonna remember that he was in Run Fat Boy Run. Um, yeah. But, like, they just happen to run into him. Like, I love that. You know, that's obviously a Hollywood movie thing, right? And the, but... fact, that, the fact that Simon Pegg goes through the whole scene with, with Hank Azaria in the locker room and then run, winds up running for the erectile dysfunction. Yes. That's <laughs> very good. Oh, that's so good. It, and, and just, this, this movie's got heart to it, too, for being yeah. just a simple little story about a guy who... Because you realizes know, like, the no, mistake that no he made. matter no matter what happens, he's gonna be a good dad. Mm-hmm. Like, and and ultimately, like it it really does shift to that, right? Because it it starts with the like uh, I'm gonna get her back. Um, and and then when he finds out that that Wit's planning on moving them to Chicago, yeah, then it's like that that becomes so secondary to literally anything, and it's just like. You can't take my kid. Right. Like, I know I'm not perfect, but that is, that's my kid. See, with his you, hobbit ears, and we scare people in the park with fart noises. I love that. They're sitting up in the tree. Oh, dude, he's got his whole backpack full of sticks to throw in the garbage can. So, you, you know what this movie reminds me a little bit of is it's a toned down version, um, and obviously a lot less, like, completely. Uh, crazy version of um, Liar Liar. Yeah. Because in Liar Liar, one of the things that I really liked about that movie is Jim Carrey, his character of Fletcher Reed isn't a great person. He's he's not as good a person as Dennis is. No. But he's a good dad. And he's a good dad to his kid. Or he he wants to be. He tries to be. But he can't get out of his own way. So he's sort of like if Dennis... If Dennis had Wit's job, he would be Fletcher yep. Reed in Liar Liar. Yeah. Is who he would be. Where he's like, he's just, he can't get out of his own way. He's a little too self-centered. He's a little too into himself. But like, Fletcher wants to be a good dad in that movie. And the stepdad, played by Carrie Elwes, is not a bad person either. He's right. just kind of magoo. But um, <laughs> but like, I, 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 there's some parallels there. It's not a direct comparison. This is like yeah. a, a a nicer version of that, or like a uh, um, a, 
I don't even want to say better, but like Dennis is a better person than Fletcher, but I still get that yeah. same feeling. And it's those moments where he's with Jake in the park or he finds Jake and he's right. talking to him. And I love that too. Cause again, there's that tropey moment where he finds the kid and he's talking to him and he, he lays out exactly what he's not doing. Right. Yeah. Is and that what the, you do, dad? And he's like, damn it. <laughs> well, um, I guess it is now. Right. You're right. I also appreciate that the movie, like, it didn't have to devolve into all sophomore humor and all kind of no. like there's there's the the uh, blister and the locker room scene gets sophomoric and get kind of gross out humor, but it never goes again. It never goes too far in that direction. Yeah, like it keeps itself fairly centered. Um, yeah, I have a pretty low tolerance. For <laughs> I mean, like I said, I'm not a big fan of poop and dick jokes, but if they're done well, like, I can appreciate them. Oh, sure, sure. Um, and, and also, like, it has some amazing humor of like little things like the race announcer during the racing scenes in the last third of it is yeah. brilliant because he just keeps going, like, way over the top and then apologizing for it and then keeps going way over the top and apologizing for He's it. British. And I know, and I <laughs> love feelings. I loved that so much because, <laughs> again, that's something that could feel tired or feel too much or be overdone. Watching. Watching Wit try to, try to like, like, so because he trips Dennis, yeah, and then watching him try to like, what, what is that? What that didn't happen? Like, oh yes, oh that's so. Even good. if you didn't mean to do it, right? Which I can totally understand. Like, like not that you not not that it was an accident, but that you know, you're lizard brain took over and just ripped him like i get that but you still did it Mm -hmm. um yeah and then you're presented with the video evidence of it that everyone sees and you're still trying to see like no that's not what happened what is that what what is that and there's part of like there's probably a part of wit that legitimately believes he didn't do that on purpose i mean it's possible you know not a large part of him but there's probably no, a part of him that's like, no, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that at all. But, but he, yeah. he did because you see wit, you like, you see the cracks in his facade, but he ends up his, like one of his last scenes, he ends up like Dennis was in the bakery where he can't even finish a sentence. He can't form yeah. a sentence anymore because his brain just keeps short circuiting yeah. over all the stuff that he did wrong. It's another good payoff from the boat scene. Um, mm-hmm. When, when Jake asks, if he can, uh, if he can control the boat, he says, "No, but you can watch me control it." Yeah. And then Jake's got the the bed controls. Oh, so like, that was such a good callback. Can I control the bed, buddy? <laughs> no, but you can watch me control it. And, so good. No kid and, would be that on the ball, but. No, no, no kid that isn't written for a movie, but. But it's good. It is. I'll take it. Uh, Phil in the chat. Kid that watches The Hobbit that much, maybe. Maybe Phil. Phil in the chat brings up, you know, Adam Sandler comes off as likable, but inherently his comedies become mean. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. There's not mean. There is not mean spirited humor in this. Even even the stuff between Dennis and Wit, he's never like. I mean, he taunts him, but it's different. It's not like not fat and just unfit. Yeah, and Ace, you're right. Simon Pegg is genuinely a good actor that makes you feel for his characters. He plays, he's very good at playing the, a character where you feel for what he's going through, whether it is 
hyper kind of hyper realized like it is in Shaun of the Dead or I mean his stuff with his work with uh, Edgar Wright I love right yeah I mean all of that but like Simon Pegg just he does he makes you feel that um that the emotion there's, of that um, character there's a show with um Michael Sheen and uh and what's his face uh Doctor Who there oh David Tennant yeah um and it was it was their like their like lockdown show. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I can't remember what it's. Called I didn't right now. see it, but I heard of it. it. So so season one is is all uh, in character, and then season two sort of breaks the kayfabe a little bit. Um, and so they're going to remake the show, and they have um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are going to play them. And there's a lot of back and forth about who's going to play who, and it's just. Oh, it's so good. Okay, well, I have They're to see so this now. They're so good together. They're oh, it. I mm, because you I mean, just I can't get enough my you, machine anyway. You've just named four actors four. who I literally yeah. will watch do anything. Like, yeah. if I see the names David Tennant, Michael Sheen, Simon Pegg, or Nick Frost, I'm in yeah. immediately. I don't yeah, well, need to know anything else. I might not. It, I, uh, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg are not in it. A ton. They're in like a couple episodes in the second season, matter. but it doesn't matter. It's so good. It, it doesn't matter because you still have so Michael good. Sheen and David Tennant. You're watching and Michael like... Sheen have like <laughs> and David Tennant have a nervous breakdown because he's stuck in his house and it's very good. <laughs> oh. Yes, spaced is a good one too. Um so yes, I'm I'm all about that. Uh man, I it's funny, I am not the biggest romantic comedy fan. Mm-hmm. But when I find a good one, when I find one that like I can enjoy, you, <laughs> well, it, it's funny because you bring me, you have brought me movies that I would never have thought to watch, like The Triple yeah. to Belleville, yeah. or had seen and was intrigued by, but never could pull the trigger on, like Amelie. Yep. And what I'm noticing is that you have very good taste in movies because these are incredible <laughs> movies. And here's a case where this is a straight up by the numbers romantic comedy Yeah, that by all rights, I should not like, but because it's written well and the people that are in it, I like. And I think yeah. that's part of my issue with most romantic comedies is like, I don't have a problem with say you Matthew McConaughey, watch... but I don't like yeah. romantic comedy, Matthew McConaughey. No, you can only watch uh, Meg Ryan fall for Tom Hanks so many times. That's another good one. Like, I love I Tom Hanks. Over over. Right. I love Tom Hanks, but I'm not I'm not big on the Tom Hanks in romantic comedies or, or Vince Vaughn in a romantic comedy. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I just, it's got to be the right mix of stuff. Like, it's a good, it's, it's characters that I, I genuinely enjoy. And it's a story that I can get behind. And so that that's really what it comes down to. It doesn't matter what genre that falls into. Yeah. Is what I'm finding as I get older and, and watch yeah. more and more movies. Is it doesn't have to be an action movie for me to enjoy it. Or it doesn't have to be a sci-fi movie. Or it doesn't have to be a, a slapstick comedy. It can be any of those things. Or it can be a cheeseball romantic comedy. Or it can be a, a very strange French romantic film. Uh, Wait or, till I make you watch Paprika. Or Just it wait. can be a freaking so animated movie with hardly any dialogue in it. But if it's done well, I'm going to enjoy it. And this is a case of that exact thing here. Like, 
if somebody had told me the 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 plot of this movie without yeah, you like mm. I'd been like I don't know, but now you you know, but then you say, well, Simon Pegg is in it, and Hank Azaria, and Dylan Moran plays his best friend, who's also Libby's cousin, cousin. who has a weird uh, moment with her early on um, <laughs> that oh, cracked me up. You're my cousin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, worked for the royal family. Like it's just. Yeah. It's it's really really well done, and Schwimmer surprised me with his direction. Yeah, because finding out this was directed by David Schwimmer, I didn't expect that. Because, granted, I will admit, I pretty much think of him as Ross and Friends, and I know he's right. more than that. Yeah. Um, but there he's was even also the Hanukkah armadillo. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but like his direction in this, again, it's a romantic comedy, so. You know, there's a formula to those, and there's kind of right. a style He's that you're also expecting got a on it. Cast that you can kind of like. He does. I don't know he, how hard you gotta. Well, push the, I mean, obviously you got to make a lot of decisions, but it there's helps. that. But there's also like some visuals to this, some visual style in this that mm-hmm. was a little bit better than your standard romantic comedy. The part there's, where he hits the wall is real good. I liked that. I liked that because number one, that is literally what it feels like when you hit the wall running. Yep. Uh, is like there. I I would say for me, it was less hitting a wall and more feeling a gorilla jump onto my back. Yep. Um, at times, an entire family of gorillas, but <laughs> but yeah, like that was great. But there was there were like there were wide shots where he'd be walking, and you'd see. Yeah. Um, just this wide shot against a wall. There was all sorts of fun little like Easter egg stuff in the background mm-hmm. that when I went back to capture audio, I was noticing like little artwork or, you know, a little like graffiti on a wall that yes. would, that would have something plot related to yep. it or like exactly. all that kind of like there's all of that. That's, that's good stuff. I, I was very impressed with David Schwimmer's direction in this. Yeah. And I'm curious if he's going to be doing more, um, directing or not because this was 2007 which was the other thing i didn't realize it was that long ago yeah this, this movie's 14 years old now which oh, no is it's insane <laughs> to think that because there there is no reason for that this movie to be that old um yeah now he has directed some tv since this uh, sure. but uh, oh little britain usa i wonder if that's any good um but not much uh, yeah. hasn't done a whole lot of uh, directing since then, which is kind of a bummer. I'd like to see him do more. And again, Michael Ian Black writing the screenplay with Simon Pegg. Like, there's two great comedians working together. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I'd forgotten about this movie is how banging the soundtrack is. Dude. It was so it. good. And then it got to the Kaiser Chiefs, and I was like, I totally forgot how much <laughs> I love the Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> Damn it. I forgot. This soundtrack is so good. I just added to my Spotify, so just like saved it. Yeah, and I put clips in, including my favorite one. So uh, I was feeling good I mean, about that. I was I was incredibly impressed with the music in this movie overall. Yeah. Like I was yeah. I was it's loving good. it. It's good stuff so good. all the way through. Yeah. Which I guess I should come to expect with Simon Pegg involved in something. If he's yeah. involved as more than just playing like a secondary character. Because right. he loves good music in his movies too, yeah. so, yeah. um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I just I had such a good time with this movie. I'm I'm really glad yeah. I got to see it. Uh, I did capture some clips though, and I think we should play those because I hope, I hope we got my favorite one. Well, we'll find but... out. So, uh, right. 
Let's see. The first one was I just I had to get this because it's just a weird noise that Simon Pegg made. <sighs> when he comes into the room. Like, <laughs> that's such a Simon that, Pegg I moment. Yes, I fe- mm. I felt that moment so much. Yep. And again, he had that wonderful, that amazing wig uh, that he was wearing for those and just it the flop good. sweat like <laughs> it was so Real good. Great. Yep. Um, when he meets Wit for the first time uh, and shakes right. his hand. Good, yeah. Soft hands, do you moisturize? I do, actually. <laughs> right, because, and that's so that, like, leads into the whole, right, like, that leads into the whole locker room scene because yep. the whole time he's like, well, he's clearly compensating for something. Exactly. Oh, he's not. <laughs> okay. Also, cool. I liked, uh, I have met people that are like Wit in a locker room. Yeah. Um, there is a, it's a, it's a little bit of a generational thing, but they're definitely sure. like, I have met many people that are like that, where it's just like, we're in the locker room. I don't care. Towel comes off and walking around <laughs> naked when he props his leg up on the bench to talk to him. <laughs> Plus he's got the baby powder and he's like powder. Well, it's very refreshing. Um, all right, let's, let's see. What do we got? Uh, oh, this was a good one when they, uh, so these are kind of from all over the place. Sure. Um, but uh, when he shows up to the birthday party, uh, I had to get this. He was joking. I, I never said you were an asshole. Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most so this whole section is all Simon Pegg stuff. Uh, this was him talking to Jake, and <laughs> I'm really sorry about getting you arrested yesterday. That's all right. <laughs> the kid, which. So cute. That scene, uh, that also had, uh, before that, when he gets arrested for buying uh, the scalped tickets, which, according to the trivia, probably isn't actually really how it would go down, but it does make for a funny scene. That's fine. Um, fine. But right after he buys the tickets. My son is going to love me. You want your son to love you? Don't break the law. Hey, that's (laughs) entrapment! Oh, God! And that's brutality! (laughs) I love that. His his hey, that's entrapment. Hey. Um, <coughs> another another one from the birthday party. Should I not rub your boob then? <laughs> I, I feel like that's a that's a valid question to ask. Um. Uh oh, this was the the romantic moment. The the line, probably the line that that spawned the whole movie. It was only because I thought spoiling your day was better than ruining your life. I mean, I mean, come on. Mm. Like, that's mm. that's good. That's pretty good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so I'll follow that up with. How are your nipples? Great. <laughs> Again, the, the chemistry between that's the good. actors, because Wit's reaction, Hank Azaria's reaction point. is so good. When when uh, Gordon is... is like Gordon, he's like trying to go to bed, and Gordon pulls up the KY jelly, and he's just like, "I'm not in the mood." <laughs> that was so so good, and then to see him with the with the KY putting it on his nipples later was like, oh, perfect callback. Like, he's like getting ready, and he's um, like the the announcers are talking about how pro everybody is, and then some people. <laughs> uh, I had to get this. Why'd you get to be assistant coach? Because I have this petula. Ow! Oh, <laughs> uh, um, his coworker. So the again, another scene that 
towed the line of going too far into the sophomore mm-hmm. humor is him at the store after, yep. his run, after his run and he's itching his, <laughs> his legs because of mm-hmm. uh of you know especially the second part of it where he goes up to the um the mannequin, the mannequin. but uh it's his coworker. keep your hands out of the scrotal zone whilst you're at work <laughs> So I'm keeping that, and uh, I'm going to use that somewhere else. Yeah, that else. seems important. That yes. seems really useful for That's the old soundboard. Life advice, right there, is yeah. keep your hands out of the scrotal zone whilst you're at work. Okay, let's just just let's do that. Okay, I mean, there you go. Of course, little old lady. You prick. So okay, uh, you'll have to tell me uh, what what the British. Uh, she version. calls him a cock. Ah. In, uh... The British version. I mean, the, the the theme is the same. It's, right. <laughs> it's just the wording is different. And of course, I got a couple of um, uh, Dylan Moran quotes that I have to. Uh, first one was just his reaction coming into the room. Wow, it was so good. <laughs> um, of course, uh, this one. That was the second most disgusting fluid I've ever had in my eye. Which is great. Uh, Never stop the royal family. Yeah, that's another one that's gonna stay on the soundboard for a while. Yeah. Never stop the royal family. Because, yeah. Why not? Um, anytime this is uttered in a movie, I capture it. Ah, shit. <laughs> and that's one of my favorites. Uh, that's that one of the better one. ones. That's a really good, ah, shit. Um, and lastly, uh, my favorite quote from Gordon in the entirety mm-hmm. of this movie. Hopefully this is yours. This is the last quote. This is the last uh, clip. So there's a lot riding on this. Yes. I've built this up now, but here we go. My only serious relationship ended in a broken collarbone on a dead meerkat so i may not be the best person in the world to give advice but (laughs) i my only serious relationship ended in a broken collarbone and a dead meerkat so i I mean (laughs) i love i absolutely love that that kind of trope of writing of like yeah give me something just complete because i wonder you know that that wasn't the line in the script yeah. Like, I feel like that was ad-libbed, but I'm just curious yeah. how many iterations I, I, so I of that know, did they go through. I want through. to know the story about the broken collarbone and the dead meerkat. Yes. Where, how do you get a, de- a meerkat, first of all? They are mm-hmm. not common. No. Um, and then uh, the second part is I want to know what all the other versions are. Yes. <laughs> like, you know there's other ones. I want to know I where just, he went and how... some of the other ones. It was it was very smart of them to have the shot of that be just Dylan Moran because yeah. otherwise Simon Pegg doesn't make it through that. It. Yeah, no. No. not at all. Uh, so those are some clips from the movie. The movie it's very funny. Like I found myself many times laughing out loud and yeah. giggling, and even little silly little things like just Hank Azaria's the look on his face as the two of them are running against each other in the beginning of the marathon. Yeah. Was just making me giggle because he's just, they're both looking so determined and just getting more and more pissed off at him. And yeah. um, I love the moment where the the doctor's like, no, I think you just, um, how is it your runners say? Hit the wall? <laughs> he thinks he's got he's gonna... ligament damage. Meanwhile, yeah, you've got, Dennis. also again, um, uh, the sprained ankle or broken leg, depending on who you talk to in the movie. Uh, you're yeah. not running that far on that. No, no. Um, the one and only time. Hey, he did strap it to the spatula. He did. That's true. He had a splint. <laughs> no, the the one and only time I, mean, I did not finish a race 
in the entirety of my yeah. running career was a uh, a cracked foot bone. Um, it wasn't a uh, wasn't an ankle, but I yeah. had stress fracture in yeah. uh, bones in my feet, and it's the only time I never finished a race. And even that, I tried. Like, yeah, I fell a couple of times, and finally, it was it went through the woods, and so I was just moving from tree to tree <laughs> until. Everyone else in the race had come out, and here's me hopping on one foot because I can't put any more weight on it. And, but that that was one. It's like, all right, you know, it's a movie. They they can he yeah, can run another yeah, yeah. whatever it was, twenty five miles can, on a sprained ankle. Just another nine miles. Just another right. tiny <laughs> nine miles. And he just looks at him like, okay, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie's fun. Like, yeah. it's it's worth seeing and. I don't think it's streaming anywhere right now, which is kind of a bummer. Literally anywhere, which is a major bummer. And not only not streaming, but not like rentable or buyable. Like it's not on iTunes or anything. Yeah, if you can find a DVD copy of it, um, which uh, I happened to have, and that's how I was able to watch it, um, yeah. it's worth seeing for sure. Especially if you're a Simon Pegg fan. Um, yeah. If you like. Uh, Hank Azaria that was for me Hank Azaria was the most surprising one to show up in this movie because I just didn't yeah. expect that at all because when I see Simon Pegg and then I see Dylan Moran and I see Tandy Newton and I'm thinking okay I know right. and then all of a sudden Hank Azaria is there and I'm like oh this just got even better like because you like the old bad guys in American trope big fan <laughs> big fan so this was also I did read that this was originally going to be set in L.A. And it would have been a very different film. It was when a UK production company kind of got a hold of it and they decided to move it to the UK. And that's why they had to make up a race, the Nike run thing, because somebody, somebody else had like the rights to do a movie with the London marathon in it. Yeah. So that's um, fine. doesn't matter. There's so many. I know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it would have been a very, this would have been a very different movie in general set in the U.S. and with an American crew, uh, an American cast, um, because we've seen that movie a few times. And I do feel like it easily, without Simon Pegg's involvement, writing as well as starring in it, I think it could have fallen into the trap of getting mean-spirited. Yeah. And the fact that it wasn't that's really the thing that i took from it the most that i really enjoyed was that it didn't get mean spirited that it kept this feeling about it that was overall positive like really calling him a fat boy is about as mean as it gets and he's kind of like well yeah <laughs> yeah and also we got the uh, run fat boy run moment you know the roll credits moment so many um, are if you are a fan of the they said the name of the movie in the movie Mm -hmm. this is a good one for you because it's like three times yep in this Uh, movie it's very good also i very i forgot the one piece of trivia i wanted to mention was that um harish patel uh didn't know how to ride a scooter when he was cast and so they had to teach him and he took uh according to the trivia it took him three weeks to learn how to ride the scooter so they wouldn't run people over and I love that. It's great. Pat and Dylan Moran on the bike going, this is harder for me. <laughs> oh, I smoke can... so many cigarettes in this movie. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, it's one of, again, it's one of those things where if this was set in the U.S., they wouldn't have somebody smoking, for one. Um, but also, it's like, like... an important part of it. Yeah, it's a very important... It's actually a very important part of, of Dennis's character, is that he smokes. 
So, no, this is a ton of fun. Thank you for bringing this one to me. Um, I, I very much enjoyed this. You are still batting a thousand in terms of bringing me oddball movies. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna strike out one of these days. It's probably gonna be Paprika, but I'm okay with that. I'll fall on that sword. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm very interested in that movie. It was almost what we did this week was going to be Paprika, yeah. but uh, but yeah. we went with Run Fat Boy Run. It's a good way to close out 2021, too. A nice kind of feel-good movie. It's a good, like, I'd forgotten. It's like an appropriate New Year's, I'm going to make some resolutions this year, guys, movie. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, no, this is, if you can find a copy of this or if you know somebody that has a DVD of it or, or anything like that, watch it. It's good. If you haven't watched it in a while, watch it again. Uh it, it's a very, very enjoyable movie. So thank you, Amy. You're very welcome. Now, you just wrapped up uh, season four of Aquilo, right? I did. We did. I suppose it's a team effort. <laughs> um, yes, we just wrapped up season four of Aquilo. Um, we'll have uh, a couple months off in between seasons. There'll be a special episode in there somewhere. Um yeah, so it's our uh, cozy horror storytelling podcast about demons and baking that I do, uh, written by horror author J.F. Dubow, frequent uh, guest on the show. Yes. Uh, and narrated and produced by me. And uh, yeah, you should all listen to it. You I should. Most of you already do, but you I definitely mean, should. Anybody that knows me knows that I love the show, and I have talked about it at length, but I very much enjoyed it. It's... When I found out that JF wrote it specifically for you, it even made more sense. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so well written, it's so well produced. It's just like it's that right mix of of horror. Cozy horror is such a good term for it. So I I love that. Um, yeah, uh, definitely check that out. And I'm really curious where uh, where things will go with season five. So I'm sure you are too. <laughs> <laughs> From what I know of things, you uh, you are very very curious about how it's going to happen as well. So. JF is also. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, so th- this is going to put a bow on the 2021 year of uh, Wait You Haven't Seen. It has been quite a year. Um, I have had a great time, and I have seen a ton of movies, and I think I've only disliked one of them. So um, That's pretty good. That was Last Airbender, but that was... Yeah, Oof. you were not set up for victory on that one. No, I really was not. Um, now, starting off 2022, I've got a couple f- interesting things going on. Uh, I'm going to be watching two back-to-back Roland Emmerich films, um, but not two that you would think of. So a lot of people forget that he directed Universal Soldier with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren. Uh, I'm going to watch that, and then... He did a movie from 2019, Midway, that I'm curious about. Um, huh. I have not seen. So I'm going to be watching those back-to-back with Nisbet, who is frequently in the chat. Uh, I don't believe he's in there tonight, but um, we decided to do a back to another back-to-back with the same director. Last time we did Christopher Nolan, and I made him watch The Prestige, and he made me watch Dunkirk. So now he's making me watch another World War II-era film. Um but we'll see how it goes with Roland Emmerich because uh, there's a slight difference in terms of overall <laughs> film quality between Roland Emmerich and Christopher yeah. Nolan. Uh, and that's not to say that I don't like Roland Emmerich movies, but I have no idea what to expect with Midway, so that'll be fun. And I get to show somebody Good Morning Vietnam for the first time. And I cannot wait 
because oh boy. Good Morning Vietnam, I have oh, I have oh, a I have a lot to say about that movie. Um, and it's going to oh. be Stephen uh, Adams from Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. Has never seen it. Oh, that's going to be a good one. So I am fixing that. Uh, I cannot wait for that. That's Man, coming up in a couple of weeks. To see all the good movies for the first time. So you're going to want to come back and check those out. Uh, if if you want to be like Ace or JF Dubow, uh, Cyrenex, Phil Rude's in there tonight in our chat room. Um, I record the show live on Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern time at twitch.tv slash TV's Travis. And I love seeing people in the chat and I love the conversations that go on there. And I do read it. I sometimes miss parts. Uh, so I apologize for that, but I try to keep up with it. Um, but yeah, come hang out on Sunday nights. Uh, I do a lot of streaming live um, on Twitch, but uh, definitely this show every Sunday night is a ton of fun and I love seeing people in there. Um, the show comes out on Wednesdays. So you can get it anywhere you get podcasts, uh, including now Spotify. So, And Spotify now allows you to rate and review shows as well. So if you do listen to it there, maybe... Um, you know, leave a rating. I would appreciate that. Uh, also, you can uh, you can help help me do the shows. Uh, I would say more often, or or put put even more of my time into it. If you want to um, if you want to support the show financially, you can at Kofi K O F I dot com slash TV's Travis um, for this show, for the the Highlander show, or just my streaming in general. If you want to help support that in a financial way, you can do that there. The biggest thing, though. Um, is just being a listener and I appreciate every every last one of you that listens to the shows and gets something out of it and the feedback that I get uh, is really really great uh, so thank you thank you Amy and thank you listeners and thank you everyone uh, you're all wonderful and you've made what was a interesting year of 2021 just a little bit better so thank you for that and thank you for the bits Bombats you're awesome 69 Nice. So, uh, yeah, next week is going to be Universal Soldier. I haven't watched this one in a while, um, and I don't know if you've ever seen it or not, but uh, it's some good early 90s uh, JCVD action. So seems like it's right up your alley, Amy. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's actually not a bad, uh, not a bad movie. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, but yeah, come on back for that next week. Uh, and until then, Amy, once again, thank you so much for being on. Um, My pleasure. and, uh, we'll do it again sometime. Sounds good. So until universal soldier next week, just remember to, you know, enjoy your movies and be excellent to each other. Remember the feeling of being complete, of spending every day with my best friend. But most of all, I remember all the humping. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>